0: Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is another Spawn Daily episode. Uh, Apologies, I missed the day. I've been super busy with interviews and I had to get out the DC spotlight and the new Comics Wednesday episode. And uh, like I've mentioned before to you guys on these Spawn Dailies, uh, in order to show you the artwork, because these videos are going to go up on the YouTube channel, I have to remove all the dialogue so i don't get any copyright copyright violations and it's so time consuming it it, it i know you guys probably don't care You're like whatever dude just do it um but it just it takes forever and so some of these other episodes i'm doing where i'm covering more than one issue you know i'm spending a couple of hours removing the dialogue so it's making things kind of tough but uh hoping to get ahead this weekend so we won't miss any more days um and hoping to backfill on some of the other days we missed. So. Just keep listening. We really uh, appreciate you guys supporting us by, by listening to these. The download numbers are insane. So obviously, there's a lot of hunger to learn about Spawn out there, and uh, we'll continue to do them as long as you guys continue to uh, to support them. So uh, in this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about the three-issue Angela miniseries from the uh, year 1994. Uh, I still need to do some research on if I can find any documentation, contemporary documentation about when the lawsuit was going on, because I want to read it from the context of when it was actually happening as opposed to now like historical stuff, which may have a little bit of a different perspective. I know Angela was created by Neil Gaiman, obviously uh, first appearance in Spawn 9, I believe. And eventually... Neil Gaiman got her the full rights to her because of this lawsuit when he sued Todd McFarlane. So my, and again, admit that this could be rudimentary rudimentary understanding, but my what I've read, if I remember correctly, said that when McFarlane agreed to have Gaiman come on, that McFarlane would share the royalties, would share um, the rights to any character that Gaiman created. And then later, you know, and he was paying out royalties for Angela for a while. And then I don't, I don't know what exactly happened or why it changed, but he just stopped. He stopped paying Gaiman any royalties. And then when Gaiman asked McFarlane, I, again, I, I don't know exactly the details, but he's like, yeah, it's it's. I'm not going to pay royalties on it. So there was two creators. It was uh, two um, characters with medieval spawn as well as Angela. And so I guess there was some dispute over that. if. Medieval Spawn was a derivative, if it was actually created by Gaiman. So I think eventually it was all settled out of court with McFarland having to pay some fines. I think some money to Gaiman. Maybe, you know, maybe not fines, maybe it was considered back pay for royalties. But the the agreement they came to was that Angela would go to Neil Gaiman and Spawn and Medieval Spawn would stay with uh, Todd McFarlane. And then uh, I guess Gaiman, it wasn't even about wanting the character. It was more about the principle of the thing, I think, because then he turned around and sold Angela to Marvel. And that's where she's at now, which is sort of interesting because when I think about it, the way Angela is characterized, just the way that she holds herself, she feels very much like a Marvel character, more so than, I mean, she doesn't really feel like a DC character. She doesn't necessarily feel like an independent character, but she feels very much like a Marvel character. And I know she's she's had some appearances here and there over the years and, um, you know, she kind of fits in with sort of the mythology of Thor, I think, but I'm not that up on her history uh, over at Marvel. I don't know where she's shown up last or if she shows up very often. I don't think she does because I I feel like I would know, <laughs> I would hear about her more. But right from the start, she always felt like a Marvel character, which is interesting because, again, she's created by Neil Gaiman. But uh, anyway, let me go ahead and share my screen and we'll dive into the series. So you can see uh, issue one there, Grey Capullo cover. She's covered in blood, sort of an intricate framework around her face there. Uh, And we can see. Issue one, credits, story, Neil Gaiman, art by Greg Capullo, letters by Tom orzakowski colors by Ted, Todd Broker, and fierce color graphics. Uh, and as we uh, check out the first page, we're told that Angela has gone. She's celebrating her 100,000th birthday. <laughs> and uh, in order to celebrate that, she's gone to... Sandalphone Five, and it's a, it's a horrible, like ice planet, and we learn about the different animals that live there. And basically, she's there to to hunt a sandalphone dragon, which are very rare and very formidable. And you know, Angela's a, a hunter; it's what she does. This is how she's going to celebrate by hunting on her birthday by doing what what she wants to do. Um, and the other thing I'll note is that Gaiman, in his way, can be every bit as wordy as McFarlane. It's just that. Uh, Gaiman is not necessarily telling you things that you can see in the uh, in the artwork, you know, but he's worrying in a different way, kind of like a Chris Claremont, where it's just, you know, dialogue heavy and he's he's enriching the story um, with dialogue and description and, and whatnot. So Angela has a fight with this dragon, thinks that she might actually be in trouble and lose the fight. And again, fantastic artwork from Greg Capullo, very dynamic, interesting uh, panel layouts and page layouts. Uh, she does defeat the dragon, which flops over on her and and kind of smashes her. And she's a little embarrassed. She's like, oh, I'm glad there's nobody here to to see this. that I had to crawl out, literally crawl out from under, um, you know, hundreds of tons of dragon. And uh, but she got what she came for. She's going to cut the head off the dragon there and Mounted on her wall, I suppose. Um, and as she says that, you know, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I got what I came for. I'm, I'm glad no one saw me." She's confronted by a huge, literal host of people. With Angela saying, "You're under arrest. You're a traitor. You need to surrender." And uh, the leader of this host is named Suriel. And Angela's like, "What are you, like? What are you talking about? I." I have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, Surreal says she's been uh, dispatched by something called the Dominion, and they're authorized to take her into custody, take away her weapons. And there is a literal host of uh, angels there to basically place Angela under arrest. And so Surreal asks if Angela's going to come quietly which is an interesting question, right? And Angela has to think about it. She kind of, you see it on the right there, uh, those three top panels. She's kind of looking right and left and she's thinking, uh, man, you know, I'm I'm the best of the best. I'm the the most formidable angel. I have the best fighting powers. I face longer odds. And then she stops to think about it. She's like, no, actually, I haven't. A host of angels is 330,000 angels. So, 330,000 to one. Yeah, that's not really good odds. So, uh, maybe discretion is the the better part of valor rather than trying to take on 333,000 angels. So, she allows herself to be uh, taken into custody. They take her to this place called Elysium, which is basically this magical place made of glass, this floating city. And when they arrive at the prison, she she asks Surreal. she's like, aren't you even going to tell me what I've been charged with? And they say, well, treason for one. And Angela's taking and she's say, like, where is this coming from? This is just out of the blue. You know, she talks about how she's been decorated dozens of times. She's killed all these hellspawn that have been in the service of Malbolgia. No one's ever questioned her integrity before. At least no one who's kept their vitals intact. And uh, Surreal, there's a level of contempt with uh, among the angels that capture Angela, like it's like, she's done something horrific. Um, and they, they kind of, they, they lock her up and they say, yeah, well, if you even truly killed those hellspawn, like, it's like they don't really believe her. Like she's been lying all this time. So meanwhile, back on earth, Al Simmons is struggling with, um, Remembering, or, or spending too much time thinking about Wanda, and and pining for the life that he feels like he should have had, and he's he's thinking to himself, it would be easier if Wanda didn't have a child, and easier if Wanda didn't marry such a nice guy, right? Like somebody that is actually Al's friend, and he's he's just struggling. Like I can't stop thinking about her, and he's just he manages to stop thinking about it for a couple of seconds, but then that leads him like, no matter where he turns, he sees things, a reminder, remind him of her. And then even when he doesn't think about it for a couple of minutes, he thinks, Oh, I wasn't thinking about it for a couple of minutes. And then that brings it back to thinking about it. You know, it's kind of like when you tell yourself not to think about something, It, it that's all you can think about. That's where, uh, that's where spawns at. So meanwhile, back on uh, Elysium, a couple of, Uh, Angela's friends find out that Angela's been arrested and they're like, what is this? Some kind of joke. Angela's the best of us. What are the charges? And there's like a whole string of them. We're told it's high treason, larceny, criminal negligence. And, you know, they're not, they just, they can't understand it. They're like, what? Like, she's the best of us. She would never do these things. So her two friends decide that maybe she's being set up. And they might be the ones that need to go and and figure out what's going on. So, one of her friends, uh, the one with the dark hair, uh, or the, I guess, the more Caucasian looking one with the dark hair. She almost looks Asian in a way. Um, Her name's Kuan Yin. And then the one that looks more African-American, her name is Anahita. Um, And so, yeah, after a little bit of talk, they say, okay, who... The way they need to solve this is who would be out to get angela who doesn't like her who would be the ones that are are trying to set her up so meanwhile angela's thrown in restraints they take away some of her trophies that she's kept um from killing hellspawn over the year so, and angela um, very much dislikes that she says hey i earned those those are mine again they bring up the idea well if it's even true maybe you're working for Malbolgia the whole time and that's, you know, why you are given these trophies um, to throw us off the center or whatnot. So yeah, there, there really seems to be a great many people who dislike Angela. And maybe it's that whole thing that like we as humans have, where there's, we seem to take delight in seeing people at the top like fall down and fail and be brought down to our level. It's, it's like a train wreck, you know, you, you can't, help but watch. Um, Meanwhile, her two friends go to talk to somebody who's involved with the court system in a way that they're in charge of the records and they want to know you know where these charges came from, what evidence there is. And she's like, well, I can't show you that. And they remind her that Angela saved her life before. And um, so she agrees to uh, to let them see the records, see what evidence there there is. Uh, And when they go to to look, what they find is a a video of someone that we've seen before in the main series. It's Gabrielle. She's the director of Terran Affairs. You know, we've seen that glass tower in, in the regular issues. She's the one that Angela went to and said, hey, I'm here to... Take out Al Simmons, and that's when Gabrielle directed her to go and and do it. But here she's claiming that yeah, she never saw Angela. Angela didn't have any right to go after Spawn, and she doesn't know anything about it. So it's clear that this Gabrielle is the one that is at least involved, at the very least, with with what's going on with Angela. Um, And even that her Angela's two friends are like she's lying. Angela wouldn't have gone to the planet without checking in with the embassy first and she wouldn't have gone there without, you know, being assigned to take out Al Simmons. So they decide her two friends decide, well, they're going to go get Al Simmons and he's going to be sort of the, the witness for the defense, if you will. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting, uh way to go about it, right? Because Al Simmons is a hell spawn. These are angels. Angela's an angel. They're sworn enemies, but we, we're going to need you to testify. So uh, Al's a little surprised when they show up. You can see at the bottom of the page on the right, there's kind of some bubbles and some pink sparkly smoke. And then uh, Al takes a high heel to the head and he's kind of laying there. Um, and they these angels materialize. They're like, are you Al Simmons? Uh, hey, big boy, we're going to take you to heaven. So a little double entendre right there uh, about what they're going to do, um, taking them to heaven in a, in a different way. There's a couple of pinups too um, in the back throughout the book, throughout all, all the series. So if you're into that art and whatnot, uh, you can see it there. So let me go and stop my share for a moment. So that's the first issue, very much a, a setup issue we learn about. Angela being uh, arrested, seems like she's being framed. Uh, she, I mean, she certainly doesn't seem to know what's going on. She seems to be very surprised when all of these, you know, uh, ho- this host of angels, 333,000 angels show up and the thing she's accused of. She's like, you know, what the heck are you guys talking about? So uh, that's how the, the series kicks off. Let's go ahead and check out issue number two share my screen once again here and there we go all right so again pretty cool um great capullo cover with that intricate outline again uh same credits neil gaiman on story capullo on pencils mark pennington on inks tom mozikowski letters steve olaf colors and basically this one starts off with these two Angels, these two friends of Angela, basically convincing Spawn that they are angels first off, and then saying, "Hey, we need you to come testify on behalf of Angela." And Spawn's sort of like, "Angela, why? She's my enemy. Like, why would I? Like, why would I do that?" Um, and they they don't basically don't give him a choice. He's like, "Well." I don't know. He's kind of at least considered it. And they go, okay, great. And they take that as a yes. And they teleport him to Elysium. And he he's walking around Elysium and he's, he's like, oh, okay. This feels really weird. And then he uses this expression I've never heard before. Maybe Neil Gaiman heard it a lot growing up. He says, Jesus H. Christ on a bicycle. This is heaven. <laughs> so like, no, it's not exactly heaven. It's uh, Elysium. It's the home of the angels, and Simmons is talking about how different it feels. Even gravity feels different, and everything's so beautiful. But he's like, "Why? Why is everybody a babe?" <laughs> and uh, Ken is like, "You know what? It, it doesn't matter. You gotta be quiet and and get inside before somebody sees you. You know, you're the sworn enemy. You're a hell spawn. You're not even supposed to be here." And So he goes inside and they're starting to formulate a plan and how Al's going to help Angela and what he's going to say. And while he's doing that, his costume is sort of like freaking out and and not feeling correctly. And he's like, what the heck's going on? And they tell him, well, your costume doesn't like being here. Your costume was born in hell. And we're, you know, in a in a place that's heaven, heaven heaven adjacent at the very least. And so it's it's moving into a more aggressive defensive mode, which is is kind of the first time we hear about this costume being able to evolve, right? This uh, three issue Angela mini series, I guess I should have said this at the top. It uh we're at slots in it's uh it's right before issue I think it's 29. Let me pull up the uh reading order here that you can see. Uh, yeah. So right before issue 29, we get these three Angela uh, issues, which is, is basically right before we see the issue where spawn um, meets God, for lack of a better uh, term, you know, where she goes to, where he goes to the, the tower and then there's a new person in charge of, uh, of the Terran uh, area, new angel, Uh, person, basically, uh, which we'll see here in the, in in this series as well. So uh, anyway, that's where this slots in. If you're, if you're curious and also a reminder, I will put the Blake Whitlow reading order in the show notes uh, as always. So uh, anyway, yeah. Spawn's costumes is acting a little different. He starts looking a little different, getting spikes and they're in Angela's trophy room and Spawn's looking around going, man, um, she killed all these guys huh hmm wow there's that's where he gets another you know another idea about there being all these other spawns and how they're different sizes and starts thinking maybe he's gotten in over his head here these these angels are are pretty powerful so meanwhile angela meets her court court appointed attorney as it were and she's really young and this is her first case and again angela's like man, everything is aligning against me. It, it just reeks of a setup. Like, let's get some trumped up charges, some fake evidence. Let's make sure that she doesn't have adequate counsel, somebody who might realize what's uh, what's going on. And so Angela basically explains to this girl what happened, um, the actual truth. Uh, her name is Kalindra. And she goes, yeah, I, I went to Earth. I showed uh, Gabrielle my... Hunting permit, basically. She's always had it in for me. Um, she's always hated me. And I showed her, and she was, again, mad. We have history, but she gave me, you know, permission because I had the hunting permit. So she said, Yeah, okay, then get out there and kill him as quickly as I can. And uh, I thought I had killed him. And when I went to check, he pulled me into his cloak somehow. And you know at that point i i was in a strange place and i kind of lost it and i was finally able to pull free and pull myself out of there and when i went back and looked for my uh my staff it was gone and so i'm not sure you know what happened to it and the contention is that of the prosecution is that angela this whole thing was faked. she's a double agent she's working for malbolgia and this whole mission to go kill al simmons was just a way for her to turn over her staff to uh to al simmons so he could take it to malbolgia because apparently angela's working for malbolgia at least that's what the the defense is contending so um when angela tells kalindra the story she's like well gabrielle says that you never uh went to saw her, to see her your visit to earth was entirely unauthorized You uh, you didn't have a license. And so now Angela realizes, you know, okay, now I know who's who's against me. So uh, what she'll do with that knowledge, I guess, remains to be seen. Meanwhile, Metatron, who's in charge of the angels, goes to see Malbolgia and she wants to know why Malbolgia has broken their pact. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're talking nonsense. I didn't break, break our pact. And uh Metatron's will like, why is there a hell spawn in heaven? <laughs> and Melbourne just like I, uh that's news to me. I didn't I, I didn't do that. Um and uh, you know I, I have I have no idea. And he said, oh, okay, well, if you didn't send this creature, then you know, why is he there? And Melbourne is like, I, I don't know. If somebody's there, they they chose to go there on their own. And he starts kind of sensing, reaching out with his senses to see who of his minions is where they're supposed to be and where they're not supposed to be. And he's like, Well, let me see. Uh, yeah, all the Fleebiacs are back, you know, the, the Violator brothers, whatnot, um, except for Violator himself is still on Earth. And then Al Simmons, wait, wait, where's Simmons? <laughs> he gets kind of mad. And he says to Metatron, He's like, You know what? if it's Simmons that, that went up there on his own, you can keep him Cause that guy's really starting to piss me off. So meanwhile, uh, spawn is for whatever reason, having a dream, remembering when Angela attacked him, when he's awakened by, um, the two allies of Angela, uh, Kuen Yin and, uh, remember what the other's name was. Not, I want to say Aletheia, but that's not it. Uh, but anyway, um, he's awakened. He looks different. You can see kind of the spikes on his costume now that it's, it's almost like it's trying to, to protect itself because of how, uh, weird it feels to be, uh, in heaven. So, uh, they're like, well, we need to take you to the trial, but, you know, we can't just parade you through the trees, streets, streets, a hell spawn. And so Al, um, uh, uh, takes on that, you know, change that shape changing, um, ability that he has. Takes on that persona or the, the appearance of that uh, that blonde surfer like guy, and goes to the um, goes to the trial, and so uh, the defense uh, gets to present her uh, her case first, and she calls Gabrielle, and again Gabrielle's no fan of. Angela, in fact, she calls her a traitorous bitch, and she basically repeats the same thing that Kalinda said before, um, They that Angela went there without approval. She never talked to Gabrielle, and the lance was lost, and they hunted for it for six months and couldn't find it. So, things don't look good for Angela. So, then when they turn the, the witness over to Kalindra, Kalinda's like, nah, I don't have any questions. I'm calling my own witness. I'm calling Al Simmons. And they're like, wait, what's going on? And you know, even Angela is very, very surprised that her two friends, you know, would would have done this and they'd bring a hell spawn to, to heaven. So Al Simmons changes his appearance back to a hell spawn. He starts walking up to the witness stand, and the judge freaks out, like, a well, hell spawn here in the courtrooms is an outrage. Guards destroy him. And the attorney's like, No, no, you gotta give him a chance to to talk. You know, this is uh, this is the defense, and nobody's listening and Angela's sitting there at the table, kind of looking around going, oh, man, really, should I get involved in this uh, and ultimately she she decides that she's got to do what 's right. al Simmons hasn't done anything wrong technically um, and he's there to actually help her, so she jumps up and runs interference and tells him to run into the crowd because if he runs into the crowd the uh the guards aren't gonna fire because they they wouldn't want to hurt any innocent bystanders. So uh together Al Simmons and uh and Angela escape the courtroom. They literally break through the wall of the courtroom and they're falling. And Angela's like okay, you know, get us out of here. Do that thing you did before. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I remember that thing you did before when I fought you and you took us inside your cloak. He's like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> she kind of makes fun of him. Like, you don't know how to use your own powers. Um, so right before they hit the ground, she, uh, Al Simmons does manage to do what Angela is suggesting and have them teleport into the cloak. So Unfortunately, this makes Angela look even more guilty, right? Like this guy that she supposedly was going out to kill shows up to protect her by testifying, and then they basically escape together. So it, it, it doesn't look good. Uh, and Anahita, that's her name, the other girl. Anahita and uh, and Yin are, uh, Ku and Yin are, are watching and they're obviously worried because it looks uh, it looks so bad meanwhile gabrielle's pretty happy because this makes again uh look really guilty so uh they appear in some place dark and they're not really sure where they are spawn's cloak is missing and um he's talking about how cold he is and Angela's like, well, why don't you use your cloak? And he's like, well, I, I think I I left, it, I left it behind actually. And it, it might be dead. Um, and she's like, well, can't you feel it? Isn't it a part of you? And he said, well, I, usually I can, but not anymore. Maybe, maybe it's dead. Um, and she's like, oh, okay, well. Uh, so they light some candles. They're trying to figure out their next move. They're trying to figure out where they are. Um, and as the candles burn out and as, as time goes on, there's hints that they, um, they're they basically uh, sitting together for warmth. Like, are you cold? Yeah, I'm a little chilly. Okay, that's better. That's so much better. So something going on under the cover of Darkness there. I mean, it's been hinted at in subsequent issues of the regular series, though not out and out said that they become romantic. But I don't know. I think it's just a, a suggestion and not necessarily a hard and fast that that something like that went down. So um, let's move on to the third issue. I'll share my screen again so you guys can see it again. uh, Once more, a Capullo cover with some interesting uh, intricate outlines for uh, the art there in the middle. Uh, We can see the same uh, creative team, Neil Gaiman. One story, Greg Capullo on pencils, Mark Pennington on inks, Tom Morzikowski on letters. Todd Broker does the color. Uh, and there's uh, some creatures that are sort of singing and apparently live in this place, wherever it is that Angela and Spawn have found themselves. And they stumble across them and they're pretty surprised to see them, but they consider Al Simmons to be their master in a way. He's he's of hell. Um and they know right away that Angela is an angel and should be considered their enemy. Um, so what they discover by basically cons- Al basically conscripts these guys like, hey, you're working for me. You're going to give me answers. You're going to tell me where we are. Uh, and they find out they're in hell. They're in one of the levels of hell, and the only way out is through uh, a gate that's above. And there's a war going on between some of the denizens of hell. They're fighting amongst themselves and. The, these little creatures basically have been hiding out in this castle where Angela and spawn materialized by jumping through his cape so they say, yeah in a couple of weeks you guys should be able to leave They're like wait a couple of weeks I said, yeah well the, this, this war's been going on for about three weeks already, so they'll probably everybody will either be dead or they'll be ready to take a break but, you know within the next couple of weeks. And Spawn's like, I'm, I'm not going to wait a couple of weeks. We need to get out of here now, you know? So Angela, ever the warrior says, well, let's grab some weapons and we'll fight our way out. And Al was like, where are we going to get weapons? She's like, look around you. There's all these dead people. We can just borrow their weapons. They're not going to need them anymore. And so that's what they do. They dive down and grab some weapons from the battlefield and at that point, they they sort of start showing their true colors in terms of how they feel about each other, which is another reason I think they really didn't have any kind of intimate relations or whatever you want to call it um, that was hinted at in the end of last issue. But even gets to the point where they're criticizing each other's fighting and each other's knowledge and they they get so angry with each other, they don't even want to talk to each other. Instead, they're they're passing messages through that little furry creature where Angela will say, uh, you know, tell Spawn this and Spawn will respond by t- telling the creature, you know, what? tell Angela this, you know, so that they're not even speaking directly to each other. And so this poor little guy is like, you know, what the heck's going on? So they do manage to fight their way to the gate. And when they dive through, it's just like empty blackness and they're falling and they're trying to figure out, well, you know, what the heck's going on? And as they're falling, this little creature is there with them too. And um, he's saying, you know, I don't want to be here. I have a castle to look after. And Al's like, well, if you don't want to be here, then, you know, it's it's a little late now. I can't zap you back. Maybe you should just concentrate on where you want to be. And, you know, that's where you'll end up like I'm going to concentrate on, on getting back to earth. And right when he says that he falls out of the sky on earth and lands in this subdivision. And again, this picks up with, uh, with Al when he's in the South, like we, uh, we see in the next couple of issues and he's struggling to get back to New York and whatnot. And he's weakened from this huge battle that he's had with uh, the denizens of hell. So uh, we're not shown or told what Angela concentrates on, but it, I'm assuming because she's heard Al talk about, hey, I'm going to concentrate on earth so I can get back to earth. She must concentrate on Elysium because that's where she shows back up. And uh, she's there with her, um, with her two friends and uh, her new ally that was her lawyer. And so she takes a nice well-deserved bubble bath, because I guess that's what you do when you uh, come back from fighting in hell and uh, then surprises her friends by saying, because they don't even know if she's alive or dead, right? It looked to them. It looked like she just disappeared in thin air when all the forces were shooting at her and spawn as they were falling out of the sky. So they're obviously all very happy to see her. And they ask her what happened. And she kind of fills them in and she still wants to clear her name. She knows she's being set up. She knows there's no way she would have been found innocent. So uh, she's got to figure out who was going after her and, and find some evidence, So where does she start? Well, she's going to start with Gabrielle because Gabrielle's the one who's lying and Angela knows she's lying. So she must have the knowledge that Angela needs. So Angela goes to the tower uh, on earth to ask Gabrielle some questions. And Gabrielle's like, I I want an explanation. Why did you do this? And uh, Gabrielle's like, well, because I hate you. Right. And I, I don't know that we're ever told why, like that they don't get along. Maybe it's just jealousy. Um, But basically after Angela fought Spawn and Spawn activated that lance. And we, again, we saw this in issue nine where Spawn kind of went traveling through a different reality, which was sort of implied that it was our reality. Right. And and Spawn was actually Todd McFarlane in a lot of ways. Uh, but anyway, eventually he ended up back in uh, in the regular reality. But in the meantime, because of some of the choices and some of the things that Spawn did, well, in that other reality, we're told that it, it changed things. The lance itself ceased to exist. The records that showed that Angela had a hunting permit ceased to exist. The fact that she had visited this tower and spoken to Gabrielle, all of that information ceased to exist. And so Gabrielle was like, when I discovered what happened, it seemed like a a tailor-made way to set you up. And again, Angela's like, but I, but why? That's what I don't understand. Gabrielle's like, because I hate you. I've always hated you. I don't, do I need another reason than that? So again, this idea that just because these people fight on the side of heaven doesn't make them uh, good people. So Gabrielle's like, um, yeah, that that's my reasoning. So Angel's response is, well, this is wrong. What you've done, you need to go and turn yourself in and confess. And Gabrielle's like, well, I'm not going to do that. You know, nothing you can do to clear your name, especially now that you escaped, you, you look guiltier than ever. And you escaped with the hell spawn. You, you supposedly were, you know, coming to earth to kill. So, yeah, I'm I'm not doing anything. See ya. So Angela's like, okay, I'll see you later. And as soon as uh, Angela leaves, Gabrielle gets on the phone, starts yelling and screaming for security and whatnot. So Angela then meets with her friends and uh, and lawyer and says, Okay, I've now I have evidence because what Gabrielle didn't realize was Angela was recording the, the whole conversation. So the lawyer, Kalindra, she's like, Okay, well, let's go back to Elysium and we'll clear your name. But Angela's had it, right? Like she wanted to, to clear her name. She wanted to find proof that she was innocent. She has it now, but she's like, I'm not going back to Elysium. I'm never going to go back and work for them ever again. And her friends are like, Oh, you'll get over it. Don't talk like that. You're the, you know, best hunter and messenger that Elysium's ever had. You know, come back with us and clear your name and and kind of restore your standing and I'm just like no no I, like she thinks about it she really considers it but she, at the end of the day she says no nah, i'm i'm going to be my own boss now and they're like wait you're going to go freelance that that's that's never been done before and then just like well there's always a first time for everything you know all i'm off uh, the universal waits and so they're sort of arguing with her and and just says well you guys can come too if you want Uh, And then we uh, get a couple of prologues here uh, or epilogues. I should say Uh, the first one shows um, this new woman who we see later in some of the issues uh, that she's taken over the Terran affairs on earth for uh, the dominion for the forces of heaven, because whether those allies of Angela went back to Elysium or not, or in some way, the evidence got presented to the Dominion because this this girl says uh, the Dominion was sent a tape again, tape, right? Very 90s. Uh, Dear Gabrielle, in which you claimed your testimony was perjury. And based on that, we went and looked up some other evidence and found reports that were altered. And so it's clear that you uh, that you set Angela up. And so you're being relieved of your duties. So, at least Gabrielle got what was coming to her. Um, and then on the final page, we see Angela. She's gone back to the first planet that we found her on. Uh, what was it called? Sandif- Sandalfon? Um, And in the meantime that she's been gone, all the predators and whatnot on the planet that she was talking about on that very first page of the first issue have basically picked the skull clean of the dragon. Um, but the skull is still there. And so... She's going to take it as a trophy. And she starts talking about these other, uh, wars going on in the, uh, in the universe that she could be a part of. There's a civil war on Saturn and both sides have put out a call for officers. So she could do that. Um, there's an emperor elect who needs a, uh, a reliable courier. She could go and do that. There's a lot of work out there for a freelance ex angel, um, and she's like you know what for the first time i'm controlling my own destiny this could be a lot of fun and that's the way the uh the series ends Uh, a couple more pinups you can see here so all in all an okay series uh it, it almost feels like a way for um neil gaiman to separate angela from the dominion so there could be a regular angela ongoing and i'm almost surprised that there wasn't but it might've been a function of McFarland not having the bandwidth at the time to write it. And Gaiman probably didn't either, but Angela was certainly certainly set up so that that could have been the direction they, that they took, but then all the legal stuff happened and whatnot. And so <clears throat> obviously that never came to pass. And, uh, even though we know Angela eventually became the property of Neil Gaiman and got sold to Marvel, like I discussed, um, this concept of the Dominion and the angels did stay with McFarlane. So it must not necessarily have been something that, uh, that Gaiman created or had rights to, or maybe it was part of the negotiation when uh, McFarlane turned over Angela. Again, I'm just not sure, but um, she does feel like a Marvel character, you know, kind of a, a kick butt, take no prisoners sort of uh, character. And I, I did appreciate this three issue mini because it made, it made her feel, a little less two dimensional or, or maybe even one dimensional that issue nine, she just comes across as a blowhard who just wants to take out Al Simmons to prove or or to massage her ego, you know, to prove that she's the best hunter or whatnot. So I never really enjoyed her in that. Uh, But this gives her more context and maybe that's the point of the story. My game and, you know, showing that she sort of has feet of clay as formidable as she is number one hunter in heaven and whatnot. She still is able to be framed. She still has enemies and uh, having her have the freedom to go out in in the universe and choose what battles she's going to fight and whatnot, it it gives her more agency and a little more control over herself. And that makes her more interesting, right? Like the choices that she'll make, on which battles to, to pick, which sides to choose in a particular conflict. We'll give context into who she is, her character, her integrity, her morality. That's a little more interesting than the, oh, she's the number one hunting angel that takes out spawn, and, you know, she's just a, a one-dimensional weapon at that point. So anyway, like I said, interesting series, dynamic art from Capullo. I talked about fantastic layouts and uh, page layouts and uh, breaks the panels a lot, a lot of action, a lot of fighting, really cool And obviously ties into uh, the the ongoing Spawn in a couple ways with this is how Spawn ends up in the south and then has to take that long journey back to New York City. When he gets back to New York City, Bobby gets kidnapped uh, by the Redeemer, formerly called Anti-Spawn. And Spawn finds out that it's uh, basically the the Dominion and goes to that tower and meets Gabrielle's successor that we see for the first time in this issue. Meets God in the guise of a little old woman. And, you know, like I said, I've already recorded those episodes I'm going back and backfilling here. But this fits in um, leading right into 21 with Spawn um, ending up back on earth and landing on that sidewalk um, and meeting that little boy who's playing with the ball. A little boy who's being abused, him and his brother are both be, being physically abused by their um, sheriff father. Uh, it's pretty horrific. Um, so that's that issue 21 father, which is very much a child abuse story. So, yeah, if you want to wonder, okay, how did Al go from, I'm trying to remember what issue number that that is, uh, 29. So how did Al go from 28, where he was still in, um, where he was still in New York to, you know 29 being on that that sidewalk well this is how uh got transported to elysium by a couple of allies of angela from new york to elysium and then from elysium escaped through his cloak along with angela into a castle in hell and then through the gate in hell a portal back to our world um where he thought I need to be back on earth, earth. and it put him in Alabama <laughs> of all places. Maybe he should have thought I needed to be back in New York city, but uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, again, we really appreciate everybody joining. Just a reminder, I am going to be doing some of these tangential things using this Blake Whitlow breeding order. Highly recommend if you want to have a full reading order and understanding of spawn to go check that out. There's a link in the show notes. I will get back uh, in the next day or two to the regular issues. A reminder when I do the issues of the regular series of spawn, it will always be one issue per episode. So, like I said, we'll get back to some of those while I keep filling in some of the uh, earlier tie-ins that uh, happened before issue 50 issue 50 is the next single issue that we'll cover. And it's a, it's a great issue. And well, I wouldn't say 50 is a great jumping on point because it, it ties up a lot of uh, story lines and plot threads that have been going on since issue one, it feels like issue 51 is a great jumping on point. So, uh, but, but you can, you can go back and listen to the first uh, 49 episodes for the, the single issues and get caught up that way. If you want, we'd love it if you guys read along with us spawn digital issues are available on comiXology. If you don't have them, Uh, the, the physical copies to, uh, to check out. So again, we appreciate everybody listening as always, and we will talk to you next time. You can find the comic source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple.